0: It's a nice day for a white, white wedding. wedding. Hello, in this video, you will learn the five secrets to have a healthy, happy, supportive relationship. Hi, I'm Broderick Boyd. And I'm Auntie Boyd. And together, we've been helping single successful women for the last 20 years combined to attract the right man for them to share their life and have a happy white wedding and a happy relationship. For life. And so, if you're new here, like, comment, subscribe for more videos like this. And we also have our Magnetize Your Man free quiz, which you can get in the description below as well.
1: All right, let's go ahead and dive right in. What makes a healthy and happy long term relationship?
0: Let's begin with key number five, which is interdependence.
1: So, not dependence, not codependence.
0: Codependence, right. Independence. Interdependence.
1: Right. So what does that mean? So we have parts inside of ourselves, right, that can only be, as a matter of fact, when we talk about this, the archetypes. So we have different energies inside of ourselves, and some are very much nurtured and fortified in a deep-connected long-term relationship with your partner, and other ones are definitely more strengthened and flourish more outside of the relationship, right? So what that means is like, you're always getting like energy outside as well as within the relationship. You can't just get energy in the relationship itself. Then you have codependence because that means you don't have an individual identity. You're totally relying on the couple identity. You know, we had like friends that would never go anywhere together, uh, anywhere anywhere without each other. You know, they would like speak together, eat together, travel together. And in the meanwhile, Brittany and I we were going on Men retreats fully by himself you know I was going to women circles and, and workshops and whatnot by myself and was gone like four days at a time right and we still maintain also those boundaries in our relationship
0: yeah so the key here is just like if you there's this old saying if you put two magnets together long enough they eventually they lose their polarity which we're going to talk more about masculine feminine polarity coming up but the idea is that if you're too much, uh, if you're together too much and or if, if you are trying to get all of your needs met from the other person, ultimately you both become empty because it's just, there's nothing holding the container up. It's like a milk carton that has a bunch of holes in it. The milk just, it's gone, you know, from both parties and it just goes on the ground. So you need to be containing your boundaries just like, you know, a cell has a semi-permeable semi-perme- membrane where it opens up for the right things to come in and it closes for the wrong things to not be able to come in or like the, you know, the borders of a country, you know, some things can come in, some things you need to keep out. So that way you can have a healthy cell. And the same is also true in relationships. Cells that, you know, in your body, they all have their, still have their boundaries. And that's key to this, the the organism functioning. And one thing that we do, so to give you some examples, I feel Antia did this really well in the beginning of our relationships where she would even encourage me if she felt like I was, because I was more of an avoidant attachment style. So I needed my freedom. That was a really big piece. And if she felt like I was starting to, you know, spend too much time in the relationship or losing myself too much in relationship, she would even encourage me to go, you know, go out into the woods, go do something on my own. And I really appreciate that because I felt safe that I could actually um, do that and not that she would get sad or upset if I did that. And that was one of the biggest problems in my first relationship was we were, she was very codependent and I really needed my freedom. So I would actually have to push her away and she would get really upset about that. And that ultimately ended our relationship. So that's how you can take it to the next level and have a healthy relationship is actually even encourage the person, the other person, watch them, see their, check their energy levels. I do the, I do the reverse. So I will check with Antia and see, is she feeling enough love? Is she feeling enough security? So I will often say things like, love you, you know, just in the middle of the day, just to remind her that she's loved. I'm here for her. Sometimes I will, like when I shut my door to go in my office, I'll still say something like, love you, just so she knows I'm not cutting cutting her out. And that also partly comes from my wounds from my first relationship. So I kind of go a little bit extra to make sure she feels secure because I don't want to have those kind of, um, yeah, the negative repercussions. repercussions from that. Yeah. And another thing we did also <laughs> when we got married was we said with this ring.
1: I set you free. Yes. And so what that meant, right, was like, wait, wait a minute. As a matter of fact, I think like, you know, our wedding attendees were quite confused about that because it's like, well, wait a minute, because there's this this contradiction, right? Because there's so much in this in this storyline of like, oh when a man gets married, he's like in prison and like, you know, good you know, that's why we have that bachelor night, right? We're just gonna go wild one more time and now your life oh, yeah, is like over. Yeah, the
0: the ball and chain and all that, right, yeah. Right,
1: right, right. so, so, no, what what that means is what what already explained, right? That I will always take a stand for that a inside of him that has of independence, right? That needs to have space by himself, and same with him, same with me, right? Like he'll also take a stand for. a Me, if I need space, right? So there will be no guilt tripping and shaming and manipulation and all of those behavioral patterns that we normally use if we start to feel insecure in a relationship because our partner needs some
0: space. Yes. So again, with this ring, I set you free.
1: Number four, that's my favorite, trust. Trust. Okay. No, there's actually three levels of trust. There's trust to self. Self Self-trust, right? Really important is what you think, what you say, and what you do. In alignment, right? Then it's also trust to other, right? Like, can I can I trust other people? Because some some of you actually trust yourself. Well, that's what you think. You no, know, we need to talk about that on a on the on a call. But anyways, um, but you might under this illusion, you trust yourself, but you don't trust other people. You can't rely on anyone. You know, nobody's coming through for you, right? Everybody just lets you down. And then we'll also have trust to a higher power, to God, to spirit, universe, whatever you. Believe in, and so trust. Now, so how do you build trust in a relationship? Well, I mean, one is—I'll actually give you an example. When Brody and I were dating for like maybe a year, like I think we just moved in together, and I was thinking about guilt tripping him because he left the dishes in the sink, something to that extent, right? So we I was were engaged kind of, then, right? We were engaged. <laughs> we were just engaged. That's right. Um yeah, we got engaged in April and we moved in in May. Yes, so just so you know that. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, just you know, I know it's uh, you know it's important detail. But I told him right. I said, "Hey, so my ego wanted to manipulate you or sabotage you, right?" So that was building trust. But why don't you actually say what that did for you when I told you that a part of me wanted to manipulate you? Oh
0: yeah. So when she said that to me that a part of her wanted to manipulate me, I felt a sense of wow, I feel like she had my back in a way that she was willing to also watch herself when those parts of her side of her tried to come out to actually try to hurt me, that she was even keeping herself in check in that way and communicating it to me, which made me feel like, oh, I can now also communicate to her about those things. And that's also the power of vulnerability in general. I think vulnerability builds a lot of trust when you're willing to share, hey, you know, I actually felt a little... um, yeah, like I...
1: Let down or disappointed. Yeah, I felt or... like
0: I was let down. I felt hurt by you. Like sometimes you have to communicate those things to somebody so they even know what the impact is. Also, if you if you, if there was something that you felt upset by. Um, and also to let them know when... Um, to tell you if you've done something, you know, to upset them and have that kind of dialogue. So the vulnerability was a big piece. And that built a lot of trust for sure.
1: And then it was really beautiful because then Brody could also tell me... Because now he wasn't afraid anymore because he had so much training, you know, from his mom and his ex-girlfriend and so on about what not to say and, and what what hurts people really fast, right? But he could actually say, hey, I have, like, this part inside of me that's wants to run right now or wants to, you know what I mean? I feel like there's this is part inside of me, right? And he could say that and feel this freedom and not this fear of, like, that that's going to cause me to freak
0: out. mm mm-hmm. so- Yes. So it's the power of trust. The power of trust.
1: Is there a song for that? Oh, no, it's the
0: power of love.
1: <laughs> oh, the power but of love. I will say the
0: power of trust.
1: All right. Number three, masculine and feminine polarity. Now Bruno and I we have a super, super, you know, almost like really, really um what, what I want to say, like really convinced stance on this. Right? Because, you know, some people get like kind of fed up with that and like, you know, I don't want to do that. I want to stay more masculine. Um, I just need to find a man who's even stronger than me. And look, here's the thing. I don't care how much we evolve. Right? But we have the animal level. Right? Which is like very visceral. That no matter how much we evolve on a human level, on a soul level, doesn't matter. There will always be the animal level, the primal level, the sexual level that will respond to masculine feminine polarity. There's no doubt about it and this will never ever change on that level okay so that's number one so i I gotta say my piece on that you know
0: yeah well definitely because we evolved you know in small tribes we evolved on the frontiers you know hunter gatherers and you know back then men were strong men were providers there were hunters And the women were, you know, gathering, gathering foods, taking care of the kids. And we still, we evolved for for millions of years like that, or a million years with that. And then even our, you know, ancestors before that had that as well. And so it's not just going to go away in, you know, 100 years, 200 years of whatever, you know, society has evolved into. And it's been fluctuating since, uh, you know, ancient, ancient Rome and all these different times. but. Yeah, so we have that fundamental biological nature. Mask and feminine polarity is the only thing that can create strong attraction, passion, chemistry, long-term in a relationship.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give you examples. and I know, I'm sure you t- you said, well, I met guys who said, you know, they love when, when I approach them, but here's actually a couple of things that are going to happen. Either you'll approach them and they're like, oh, this is so great. I feel so flattered by you. You know, you're like reached out, right? And then you know what? 12 hours later, he's like, I don't know, I, I feel like, I don't know if I want to call her, I don't know, eh. you know, it just kind of just drops off, and he doesn't even know why, right, it's like because it's not natural, it's not, it's not natural, it's not like in, in their genes, so to say, right, so there's something weird, the other thing that's going to happen is, it's going to get you frustrated, because he's going to expect you to now always be the one that reaches out and always be the one that's in control and always be the one that initiates. And so you want to start building resentment because now you have this hope to also be in your feminine as well because we want to be in the masculine and feminine. So if you're already so masculine at work, you'll have a natural desire in your private life, whether you know that you're aware of it, you're conscious of it or not, right? To actually let go, relax, lean back, open up, be vulnerable, right? And if you can't do that, you will build resentment over time.
0: So some examples of masculine feminine polarity could be things like appreciating him when he opens the door for you, when he's cooking, you know, when he's preparing something for you, when he's providing for you, or when he makes a decision, when he's taking the lead, when he's initiating, so there's that old saying, reward what you want to see more of. So whenever he texts you, making sure you send something rewarding him back, you know, like a smiley face or just at the very basic level. So he feels like he's rewarded for taking that initiative um, when he is doing something that you admire, that you feel is like masculine and strong. You like saying like, oh, I, I you're so sexy when you do that. Or I so appreciate um, how you handled that, that, that rude um, person, you know, whatever it could be. Do you have any other examples? To think of in relationship,
1: I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's also like a dance, right? Yeah, it's, it's more like,
0: energetic than anything else. It's that feminine right. flow, and masculinity is like this penetrating yeah. directional force, and feminine is this flowing energy in the relationship. So, like, Auntie does a lot, she I dances mean, like a lot, she dance. sings a lot, <laughs> she's in motion a lot, and I'm more like I'm taking care of things, you know, fixing things. When they break and whatnot, providing things, getting things ready for the for the house, the environment, making sure we're secure. And so appreciating him for when he does those things again and and telling him, you know, you love it when he does that and you would like it when he does that. And really being that source of support for him being in his mask and that'll pull him more into it as well.
1: And that doesn't mean that Brody doesn't sing under the shower because he does. So it's not like we're not like in this like really tight container but it's more like yeah an energy and it's like more what's the majority right are you a majority if you're like for the majority of the time in your feminine right or when you don't work are you more in the majority of your time in your feminine well I am right and if I'm not actually even sometimes take a shower it's like a state change just like you know what I mean put on something different like just do my hair whatever it takes So just kind of start to get more into that like feminine, right? Or sometimes I'll put my pink jacket on and I actually uh, still actually owned that I actually invited Brody the most to give me the first kiss when we met first night. (laughs) So sometimes I put that pink jacket on. So whatever it takes, right? I know it's not easy every single day. All right, let's uh, uh, go ahead and move on. Number two, growth on all levels. Now, this is actually why most marriages fall apart yet it's also money reasons but it's usually that's like one person grows and the other person's like why grow we're great can we just stay where we are
0: yeah exactly and values change over time as well like i had a friend uh, a guy that i just talked to he's a new friend and he told me that um in new york him and his girlfriend she had started becoming much more christian than she was before and really reconnecting to her relationship with god And he wasn't there yet. And that caused a big rift in their relationship. And eventually they broke up, you know, in that case, probably for the better, because that's a fundamental uh, values difference. And um, but that's what happens if both people aren't growing, if the values aren't aligned in that growth, then it's just like that's where the drifting apart happens. And so that's why it's so important. One of the things I said with Antia, when everybody asked me, you know, what was it about it that attracted me so much to Antia in the beginning And what I felt is we were aligned on all levels, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally and spiritually. Those are the levels we're talking about here and growth in all those levels. So, of course, the first key is to ask yourself, are you growing mentally? Are you growing physically? Are you improving your health? Mentally would be like, are you learning new things? Are you reading books? Are you studying things? You're doing that right now. So congrats for you doing that. Uh, emotionally you know are you taking care of your childhood wounds are you working with a coach are you healing your attachment traumas spiritually you know are you getting a connection to spirit to source to god whatever that is for you and do you have a practice around that and are you improving that practice those are just some examples because i believe the best relationships are the relationships where both partners are continually growing you know there's that old saying of course if it's not growing It's dying. And if your relationship isn't growing, your relationship is dying. Because once you're growth-oriented and once you're doing that, now you can get yourself into environments where other people are are growing as well, such as, for example, a church or a study group or a class or a course or events. Uh, You know, it's a little hard these days, but there's ways to find those places virtually or uh, in the real world where you can connect with guys who are also on that path. That's going to be the best source to find that growth orientation and that then allows you also to be constantly um, improving your lives.
1: And finally, number one, raw communication. Right. So often I see women come to me, right. And you may in this boat too, that you feel like, oh, I need to polish this first. I need to kind of word this first. How am I going to say this to this guy? And, uh, you know, and then by the time you say something, it's so delayed. It's already weeks later. He doesn't even understand what the problem is because it's packaged in, in so much wrapping paper, you know, and it looks so beautiful. He's like, and the problem is, and then you feel frustrated, right? And I think raw communication is your relationship needs to have space to be raw and real with each other, right? And this is like in, in, a, in a sexual context, this is a, in a in a mental context, right? This is an, an emotional context, and and yeah, and just really saying like when you were hurt, like being willing to communicate. The impact, like most women will not communicate the impact that something had emotionally on them. First and foremost, it's because they're unavailable to their authentic emotions to begin with. So you actually have to become available. To those emotions, usually it's between sadness and anger. So one of those you're actually much more disassociated from because, of course, you have a negative association to it. You were ashamed for it in your household, or you were belittled for it, or it was just simply not existing and not safe.
0: Yeah, and you could ritualize this as well. And one thing I think really helped us in our first one or two years of marriage was we would sit down and have more structured conversations around things. So I learned this technique from a class that I took called uh, open dialogue and I'd actually say when I felt we were having a lot of tension and there was just something boiling, some resentment, something wasn't working in our relationship, I'd say, "Hey, let's go, let's go get some coffee or something." We went to a coffee shop, sat down, and I went through this process in her, with her and just said, "Hey, you know, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about things? How are you doing?" and then she would tell me how she's feeling you know i already knew there was some frustration there so she would tell me like all of her her frustrations and what wasn't working and then i went to leave an even deeper and said well why are you feeling that way you know why are you feeling frustrated why are you feeling sad or whatever and i don't remember what it was at the time maybe it was financial stuff who knows
1: yeah, it was just a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of In things, yeah, because we were she... also
0: growing our business. We are yeah. doing a lot of things. So there's a lot going on, yeah. a lot of moving parts. And um, then I would ask her, after she told me why she's feeling that way, which is how you go deeper, then I would just say the simple question, what do you want? You know, there's that old saying from Stephen Covey, seek first to understand before seeking to be, uh, be understood. And oftentimes we assume what the other person is feeling. We assume why they're feeling that way, why they're feeling that way. We assume what they want. But it's just like in business, they, they have a whole department in big corporations called market research. And it's for a reason. You're finding out what the market wants. You're finding out what the other person wants. So you can actually then just give them what they want. So in that case, <laughs> yippee, it's so simple. But in that case, I would find out what she wanted. And then I would actually then share the same for myself. So you can do this as well with your partner. Then I would share the same for myself. Well, this is how I'm feeling. This is why I'm feeling this way. And this is what I want. And I had the permission to share that because I had just listened to her for a while. So I kind of, you know, had gotten her to feel understood. So she was more willing to hear me out. And then once we both knew where we were at and she could relate to me, I could relate to her. Then we could negotiate and say, oh, how can we fix things? How can we do this differently? So we're both getting our needs met. So we're both getting what we want. And that can involve some creativity, thinking like... Oh, you know, maybe we should spend Sundays, we should do more activities together so you're not feeling as, you know, lonely. Or maybe we should need to, maybe I'll be in charge of the finances and you'll take care of these other things. Or maybe you'll be in charge of the finances. Or like making those rearrangements, those renegotiations. Because relationships are dynamic. They're never just static unless, again, they're dying. So you're constantly going to be having to readjust and realign and renegotiate things. And this gives you a formal structure to do that. But you can have this just in casual conversations as well. As long as you're having those rock out conversations and being real and authentic with how you're actually feeling and not masking over and pretending, "Ah, everything's fine. Everything's fine. How are you doing, honey? Fine. By the way, for men, if a woman ever says she's fine... That basically means it Alert. absolutely sucks. Mayday, mayday. <laughs> you know? It means the exact opposite. SOS. <laughs> you know?
1: yeah. and, and by the way, pst, it was never what I thought it was. Like there was so many misunderstandings that we moved out of the way in those conversations. Because even though that may sound so simple, right? But what's underneath, it always surprised me. I, I just always was was. Shocked, flabbergasted, uh, what came to the surface. And it just really quantum leaped our relationship for sure.
0: Yes, so those are our five keys to having a happy, fulfilling, long term relationship. So, what's next? Next, you're going to need to integrate. Next, you're going to need to practice these things like masculine, feminine, polarity, raw communication. We have so many other videos and more coming up to help you with these and specifics to go deeper. So, go ahead, like, comment, subscribe to the channel for more videos like this. It also helps with the YouTube algorithm. Uh, so that we can share more of this message with women. And also, we created our powerful free course, which is how to really embody the masculine-feminine polarity and have that passion and the chemistry with a man. So, to get that video, go ahead and click over here. And
1: and then, of course, also, if you haven't done so already, take our free Magnetize Your Man quiz by simply clicking that link below or going to magnetizeyourman.com where you also will get a personalized strategy for yourself at the
0: end awesome much love and we'll talk to you again in future videos take care Mm